Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-whim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. I'd rather be right now in Iowa. I'd rather be in New Hampshire, South Carolina, or Ohio, or a lot of other places, but I'm stuck here because I have a corrupt attorney general that communicates with the DOJ in Washington to keep me nice and busy because I'm leading Biden in the polls by a lot. That's all this is. This is election interference. They made up a fake case. They're fraudulent people. And the judge already knows what he's going to do. He's a Democrat judge. In all fairness to him, he has no choice. He has no choice. He's run by the Democrats. I know this city better than anybody knows this city. There's nobody knows it like I do. He's a Democrat judge out of the clubhouses. He's controlled, and it's a shame. What's going on here is a shame. Our whole system is corrupt. This is corrupt. Atlanta is corrupt. And what's coming out of D.C. is corrupt. The 45th president of the United States standing outside the courtroom in uh, New York City two days ago, I think it was, holding court and expressing his views of what was going on and is going on inside that Manhattan courtroom. Associated Press writes Donald Trump's civil fraud trial will roll ahead next week after the former president lost a bid Friday, so yesterday, to halt the proceedings while he fights a pretrial ruling that could strip him of Trump Tower and other marquee properties. An appeals court judge rebuffed Trump's push to pause the New York trial, but agreed to leave him in control of his holdings for now. The decision, after an emergency hearing yesterday afternoon, came five days into the closely watched trial. And it is closely watched, and there are more trials to come for the former president. My guest is Michael Buckner. Mr. Buckner is the former assistant district attorney in the Rackets branch of the Manhattan District Attorney's Office. He's now a principal at Buckner and Associates, B.C. Attorneys at Law in New York. Michael, thank you very much for joining us. It doesn't sound like Mr. Trump's lost any of his fight. Well, uh, no, he hasn't. It's a pleasure to be with you. He certainly hasn't uh, at least uh, superficially lost any of his fight. But, uh, you know, Trump has uh, always believed uh, the Roy Cohn, who was one of his mentors, who was a a rather uh, infamous lawyer here in New York and uh, a lawyer, uh, a member of the McCarthy team uh, way back in the 50s. And Roy Cohn always taught Donald Trump. Never stop fighting, never stop attacking, attack, attack, attack. And that's the way you win cases. And that's what Donald Trump, um, that's the method he uses um, to defend himself, never stop attacking. So tell us, please, about this, uh, about the civil trial. The case revolves around Trump and alleged fraud. Uh, and and at the end of the, at the end of the whole process, if it turns against Trump, if the decision is against Trump, he loses control of his... New York Empire, does he? Well, yeah. I mean, so 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 basically, what happened here is uh, 
The attorney general um, in New York has accused uh, Mr. Trump of lying to lenders and to insurance um, and to insurers by fraudulently overvaluing the assets that he controls in New York by literally billions of dollars. And according to the lawsuit she filed, the goal of the fraud was for him to be able to obtain you know, favorable loans and favorable uh, insurance policies um, in those cases. So uh, uh, if uh, Donald Trump loses the entire suit, he's already lost part of the suit. Um, the court essentially will give the death penalty to Donald Trump's uh, ability to business to do business in the state of New York. They have already moved to decertify his ability to do any business. And I just don't mean him. This would mean his children as well. Uh, Ivanka Trump, his daughter, is the only one who has not been named in the suit. And that's just because she originally was named. But the statute of limitations, um, that is the time frame necessary to bring the suit, had expired as against her. So she's the only one not named. But if this suit is successful, continuously successful, not only he, but his entire family will be stripped of the ability to do business in New York, and his assets will be taken from him. He will be required to spend hundreds of millions of dollars to disgorge, that is to give back uh, monies that they claim he was not entitled to have obtained. A civil case, so there's no, there's no prison at the end of this. Correct. Um, there's, there's no civil, there's no criminal exposure. This is a civil lawsuit. Um, however, for Donald Trump, um, taking away his money is mm-hmm. the same thing as putting him in jail, frankly, uh, in some ways. Look, it's very unlikely that Trump, even if he's convicted in the criminal cases, is going to see a jail sentence. I don't think he ever will. Um, but for Donald Trump, the big problem is in a civil, in, in the criminal cases, particularly the federal criminal cases, as compared to the ones brought by the state court in New York and the state court in Georgia, he can always be pardoned for the crimin- for the federal criminal cases. He can't be for the state, but he can for the federal. You can't get pardoned for civil litigation. So if there's a finding against him civilly that he owes all this money and that the properties are taken, and if that is upheld on appeal, uh, you know he is going to be stripped of virtually all of his assets. How difficult a case is this to prosecute for the long term, for the duration of the, of the, of the trial, Michael? I, I, I can see how it would be, I don't want to say simple, but it would be understandable for a person like me with no law degree to understand what's going on and follow along. But as it becomes more challenging or more intricate, how difficult a case is it to prosecute? And, and then on the converse, how difficult is it to defend successfully? That's a very good question. Now, if this trial was being done in front of a jury, um, your question may have a more ramification. But it's not being tried in front of a jury. It's being tried in front of a judge. So the point I'm making is, is that a jury might have a more difficult time understanding some of the intricate arguments regarding either overvaluation or the fraud involved with insurance um, and what the insurance and what his auditors may have said and whether the appropriate accounting methods were used. This is pretty intricate stuff at times. But the prosecution in the case, the attorney general, even though it's a civil case, um, she doesn't have to worry about a judge understanding this stuff. So certainly, for, for, certainly in the courtroom aspect of it, the court um, um, and, and Garan, uh, Judge Engaran has always stated, has already stated that he believes that Donald Trump engaged in fraud, um, and he found him responsible in phase one of the case. 
Um, the issue that now is just some different types of um, civil conduct that they're looking at. But it's going to take three months for this to go forward. Um, they're going to be calling hundreds of witnesses. Um, the judge has already expressed his discontent at um, the length of some of the cross-examinations that have been occurring and has also shown some uh, upset at the prosecution with the level of some of the uh, how long they're taking to put their case on. But, you know, from the public perspective, uh, you know, it, it's going to be the headlines are going to be keeping it simple, stupid, which is Trump lied about what he's worth. Trump inflated his assets in order so he could get benefits, you know, like somebody going for a mortgage and lying about how much they're worth in order to get the mortgage. Um, it's really kind of the same type of argument. So I think the public understands it on some levels. Um, uh, however, uh, look, those, are, those who are inclined to be Trump supporters, they don't really care. They think that this is all a setup. They think this is all, you know, the New York elite going after poor Donald Trump. Um, and for people not inclined to support Trump, um, they're looking at it and saying, you know, the guy's a huckster and a fraudster. And what's interesting, uh, Roy, is before Donald Trump even became a presidential candidate, he was always known or believed to be by many in the New York City environment as being someone who lied about his assets, inflated his assets, and was all of these things that people are saying about Trump now. Uh, many people who knew him before he'd be a presidential, even a presidential candidate, always believed about him. His family was under investigation long before um, he ever became a presidential candidate for similar types of real estate fraud. And those cases were just never brought by the district attorney's office, but he was investigated for them. So uh, at the end of the day, this is going to be a long trial. Uh, I think the result is already concluded. Uh, he's going to lose control of his properties. The court is not going to certify him to be able to operate in New York any longer. And uh, he's going to uh, have to uh, hope he becomes president. And what about this uh, appeals court judge who, to quote Associated Press, rebuffed Trump's push to pause the New York trial but agreed to leave him in control of his holdings for now? How much of a, a factor is that? Or is that just a byline? You know, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of a byline, um, Roy, because I, I can tell you the, the, the fact that the appellate court uh, didn't interfere that's not because it's Donald Trump. Appellate judges almost universally do not interfere with trial schedules like that. So the court, the way the court ruled for Donald Trump is the way the court has ruled in lots of cases I've been involved in and in many, many cases I know of others who have been involved in. It wasn't unusual. In fact, the court gave Donald Trump a little help here by saying, you know what, but we're not going to strip him right now of his ability to run certain of these properties until we hear more, until there's more evidence. So the, the, the court could have done worse for Donald Trump, um, and it didn't. So this was actually not a bad ruling for him in many ways. He wants to delay the trial because Donald Trump's method of litigation defense, and it's not just Donald Trump, any good defense lawyer does the same thing, is to delay, 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 and hope that things get more complicated, go away, problems arise, etc. That is what he's doing in every single one of his criminal cases, seeking to delay things as long as he can. So he was a game show host, his own, what's called The Apprentice? I think that's You're fired. Called. Yeah. So could he, uh, is there an opportunity here for Donald Trump to uh, invoke another game show, Let's Make a Deal? And, uh... <laughs> uh, well, 
you know, I, I guess if the judge was Monty Hall, he might, he might have a better chance. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's not making any deals here. Um, Donald Trump is a fighter. He'd rather go down losing and blame a corrupt system and then appeal and appeal and appeal um, than, um, uh, than, than come to any admission ever that he did anything wrong. Um, I, I don't see him ever settling this case, and I don't see the attorney general settling the case, certainly in the civil arena. She has the upper hand. The court's going to rule for her, and Trump's going to lose. Uh, and then he'll appeal it, and then he can hope that the appellate court um, sides with him. In the criminal case, he's never pleading guilty to anything uh, because his intention is to become president and then to, be, then to pardon himself. Or if he doesn't become president, to have the, and, and if a Republican does become president, for the Republican to pardon him, certainly of the federal offenses. On the state offenses, he's hoping that he can convince a jury that he didn't do anything wrong. And look, he, he may get acquitted. You know, uh, he's, got, uh, he's got a lot of personality. Uh, and, you know, a lot of people, uh, they find it kind of offensive, the idea of trying to convict somebody who is running for president. And he has support. It may be very difficult to get a unanimous jury to convict him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it may end up, as we call here in the United States, a hung jury, you know, where the, where the jury just can't decide. And then they have to decide if they're going to retry him. Um, but look, some of the cases are very ugly on the criminal end of it, especially the ones in which documents were declassified documents were taken. There was a recent story in the paper you probably saw here where Trump was talking to an Australian businessman who he had befriended um, and talking to him about pretty uh, important confidential information regarding uh, U.S. nuclear submarines. Um, So, you know, Trump just uh, he just can't keep his mouth shut. um, And he's a defense lawyer's biggest nightmare. Um, I've done cases with celebrity defendants. I've represented Bernard Carrick who was the police commissioner here in New York and right. one of Giuliani's cohorts when right. he got in trouble. And uh, it's difficult at times to keep uh, uh, clients who are, who are used to presenting themselves in the public to just keep their mouth shut. And, uh, Trump's running for president, so it makes it even harder. I'm bigger than you and bigger than everything else. So get out of my exactly way, right? right? Exactly. I'm already seeing, Michael, I'm already seeing emails. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, it's all political. He's just being attacked by his enemies. He's being attacked by the Democrats. He's being attacked by Biden. He's being attacked by the Department of Justice because they're terrified that he'll be elected president again and he'll expose all of their wrongdoings. So he has a lot of support. There's a lot of public support in the United States. I'm I'm not telling you anything you don't know. No, yeah, 50%. Look, he got got almost 50% of the vote and there are still people who support him. Um, But look, what you have to keep in perspective here is that Virtually every witness against Trump in the classified documents case, for example, and in both federal cases, are all Republicans. And they're all Republicans who used to work for him, who came forward. Everyone who testified in the January 6th hearings against him or are now going to be witnesses in the federal trial, they were virtually without exception. There were a few. They were all people who worked closely with him and said that, like um, Hutchinson and all these other people, the, the, the young woman who came forward— saying that the guy is, you know, uh, an autocrat by nature, that he's dangerous, that, you know, he knew that he didn't win the election, but he had people lie for him. Um, So it's not, you know, if this is a Democrat conspiracy, it's a conspiracy comprised of Republicans. That's a good line. Michael, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you. My pleasure to be here for you. Michael Buckner, former assistant district attorney in the 
Rockets Bureau of the Manhattan District Attorney's Office. We're talking about the Donald Trump trial in New York. So, Michael, if we if we look at what's going on here, and you say it's going to go on for about another three months, people will start to get a glazed look over their eyes. But when the when the verdict is handed down, and you told us what you think it's going to be, what your professional assessment is, how does this impact then, and you touched on these cases a little while ago, on the state cases and the federal cases that Trump is going to be facing going forward? Well, the civil case is not going to have any impact um, on the on the on the value or the credibility or the evidence related issues of the of the criminal matters. They're 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 wholly unrelated. Um, the the civil matters deal with matters that occurred um, before he. Uh, uh, there's some overlap for the time he was president, but uh, it's really just how he ran his business, and they're really not related at all to whether or not he was involved in uh, the. Uh, uh, the January 6th issues, or whether or not uh, he was involved in election fraud, or the or the document issue. So it's not; it won't have any impact um, on on those cases. If it, if it does have anything, it would be. I would imagine it would be an emotional response, perhaps with a jury. Michael, I uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to join us today. Thank you so much. Thanks. Around. I hope you don't mind if we call you again. Uh, it was my pleasure, and uh, and I'm always always glad to speak to uh, to our neighbors up north. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 